At Vinton County National Bank, we believe in supporting the areas where we live and work. Now, we'd like to honor those who also serve our communities. Our new Community Champions account is especially for first responders, veterans, active military, and anyone employed in the fields of healthcare or education. This account offers rewards, discounts, and other benefits to those who give so much to others. Vinton County National Bank, rewarding those who serve. Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com careers. Well, happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the morning show right here on Main Street TV, where it is a beautiful, sunny Monday, and we have the new Jackson High School Athletic Director here. Hi. Nice to be here. Well, it's so good to have you here, and um, I guess if you want to introduce yourselves, I'm sure most people know who you are. But... Sure. Uh, so my name is Wayla Massey, and uh, I taught for 19 years at the high school, and uh, as of January 1st. I took over for Pat Stevens as the new athletic director. Well, and I know that you have some big shoes to fill because Pat, you know, uh, did such a good job. But I know that you're going to do just kick some butt. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. They, people say, like, don't ever follow a legend. And I'm following <laughs> Bob Kite, you know, yeah. <laughs> a local legend and then a Hall of Famer in Pat. So I guess I didn't listen to that advice very well. So I'll do the best I can. Hey, you're a legend in the making. How's that? Let's hope so. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very good. So, um. No, so you started off teaching at the at the what? At the I high was school? at the high school, yeah. What mm -hmm. were you teaching? I taught mostly government. Yeah. Okay. So I had one year in the old building, which is now the middle school, and then I've been at the high school since. So uh, after 19 years, I thought it's time for a change, and uh, this has been this has been awesome. So now you're you can't teach and do the athletic no job. I, I, that was the worst part. Was I had a really good group of kids this year. I taught AP classes and yeah. having to tell them um, that you know I, I was leaving Aww. mid year, but they were in good hands. Uh, Morgan Williams took over for them. Okay, and, and he didn't skip a beat. He was great, and they loved him. And they probably forgot about me by the end of the year. Oh, I don't <laughs> know about that, but yeah. <laughs> I get it. So let's talk for a minute about um, you know you were saying we were talking off the air about um, you know the athletic. Director, I don't think a lot of people understand um, how much is involved in the job. Yeah, yeah, I, and I didn't know. I mean, I, I, I think it, it, it's been overwhelming some days. Oh, bad. Um, yeah. Um, so basically, what I do generally is I'm in charge of scheduling all of our uh, games, communicating with other athletic directors, setting those up, and then um, getting officials for those games and and uh, busing. And we have assigners that help, and uh, Glenn Abirup is wonderful with busing. Um, and then I've got a wonderful secretary, Kim Damron, who does, mm -hmm. uh, she takes care of, of all of our invoices and billing. So I, I have a lot of help, but it is still, it's been overwhelming. Uh, you know, some, some days, there are some days where I'm like, I've got this under control. And then some days I think, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Just holding yeah. on for dear life. Yeah, fake it, fake it while I make it. That's right, yeah. <laughs> no, I, hey, listen, as long as the runaway freight train stays on the tracks, you're fine. Yeah. That's always been that's my right. philosophy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, when I got hired, Ms., Mr. Howard told me, uh, he said, now listen, there are only five days that you can't mess up. And I said, okay, it's so five home football games. 
So everything else I can I can say I'm sorry and learn from. He said, "Don't screw those up." So, um, so that's coming up. So if I can get through those five days, I think they'll they'll bring me back next year. That's, there that's you the go. Well, that's very good. So you um, were mentioning Waylon that we that um, Jackson High School is kind of implementing something new, and it's so exciting. Yeah, it's it, it's been really great to get in on the beginning of this. Um, when I took over, there was a binder that said Athletic Hall of Fame. Um, and it was something that Pat and the board had talked about right before COVID. And then COVID, of course, killed of course. everything. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely everything. So um, I-, I am happy to announce that we are starting an Athletic Hall of Fame, right? So we are going to start hopefully this fall. Um, we've got a, a, our uh, committee together. Um, they're going to write their bylaws and figure out what it takes. But if we can get uh, everything together this summer, hopefully uh, this fall, we'll have our first ever Jackson High School uh, Athletic Hall of Fame class come in. Uh, which, as anyone who knows, so yeah, good. super excited about it, um, and and I'm sure people that are are native to Jackson understand what sports mean to to this community, and it's it's going to be awesome, right? We've got a company lined up, uh, we've got a big digital kiosk that they'll be able to go to and click on all of the classes and read biographies on all of the the members. Uh, we want to bring them back during oh, football games. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's going to be super great. And there's a, a web link that for people who can't get back in town, they'll be able to go on the web and they'll they'll see all of that stuff and. Uh, we have really big plans because that's just a part of what that kiosk can do. Uh, we'd eventually like to have it where we can look at old playbills for plays and uh, yearbooks can be digitized and we can go back and see uh, all of the staff pictures so you can go back and look at your old teachers. So it is a huge opportunity oh and uh, super excited to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. On top of everything else, well, that yeah, you do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, every time I get overwhelmed, I'm thinking, well, at least we've got that going. And, and I think people are going to be so excited to get to see that. And I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to see the debate, uh, obviously, with older people and who they grew up watching versus some of the younger people and who they've seen um, different sports. I mean, there is going to be a lot of debate on who should be in the first class. And uh, I mean, the pressure's on, you yeah, know, like the first, very first right, class. Right, I know, right? And, and, you know, we've got some state champions. I, I think they'll make great teams. We've got some wonderful coaches, some great classes. So I'm super excited to see who it is. Uh, you know, I'm not originally from Jackson, but after 20 years, I consider myself part of the community. And I just think that's going to create such a buzz. Um, and, and then we want to bring those people back and uh, have a banquet and talk to them and let them tell their stories. And um, we, we're lucky. We're kind of borrowing from other schools around that have already done this. So we don't have to start from from zero. But yeah, we're don't super have to excited. reinvent that yeah, wheel. That's right. Yeah. But we're <laughs> super excited. Um, and we're going to be reaching out to the community because we want their input, right, in terms of sure. nominations and who they think and um, you know, we'll eventually be asking for uh, records, right? We've got football records, thanks to people like uh, Randy Heath and Dan Mora. We've got yeah. wonderful football and basketball records. But once you get outside those sports, we're going to need some help in terms of compiling records and statistics. So uh, we'll be reaching out soon. Hope, hopefully we'll get this to be a community project. I think that's so wonderful. And, you know, sports, like we we were talking, you know, our sweet Dylan here uh, just graduated, but, um, you know, is, was part of the eSports team. And they're adding sports all the time. I know, like the fishing mm-hmm. uh, team and yeah. like all of this stuff. So <laughs> great for you that you get to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to keep adding, adding stuff onto your plate. But um, there's so many more uh, sports being added all the time. And that's wonderful. I was just talking to uh, Matt McKee about fishing. Um, this was our first year for fishing. Um, I want to thank the people at Oak Hill because we basically went down and picked their brains because their, sure. their program is top notch. Um, and we came back, and uh, Jeff Strauser was our is our first coach. And Jeff 
from zero built a, a, a fishing program that sent two kids to the state or the national <laughs> finals. Nuts? Uh, it's amazing. And the support, um, you know, we rely on the community so much for donations and, and the booster groups, but to see these people get so excited about donating uh, fishing reels and tackle boxes and money for, for uh, sponsorships and things that um, it was a whole different group. And, and to get to see kids, just like with esports, right? Kids who maybe had never worn a JI as part of a team now are. And Correct. it was just, it was so much, you got to see the pride. And when the fishing jerseys came, it was like, oh, this is, it was definitely worth a little bit of extra work it took. Um, so we're super excited. Um, you know, we've got uh, possibly archery on the horizon. We, um, we Ooh, went to, I want to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll bring you in. We'll, we'll let you shoot some targets. So yeah, <laughs> oh, we, we actually went to, <laughs> we went to Huntington Ross and they've got a, their own building, uh, for archery and they are a national power at, and, and we, we, we kind of got some ideas from them and, um, brought that back and, uh, St. Peter and Paul, they had archery equipment that they're not going to be using. So we bought that from them. Oh, okay. And, uh, the way archery works is you have to introduce it in the schools first and then have a team. So Jake Taylor, uh, had it in his gym class this year. And uh, he and Mr. Swaghammer are like national archery trained now, so they can be coaches. Um, so we're—I don't know if it'll be this year or next year, but that'll be another a whole other group of kids who have never had that 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 feeling of getting on a bus to go support your your school. And and yeah, I love that stuff, right? That that's to me that's as exciting as a Friday night victory. One hundred percent. And you know, I guess when you when you think about high school athletics, of course, basketball, football baseball come mm -hmm. to mind and and um, there are so many other sports out there and so many kids that are talented you know like our cheerleaders win a national yeah, championship absolutely. like there's I mean these kids are so talented yeah there's just not enough I mean there, there's not enough time to celebrate all of them individually <laughs> but it is it's like every time we celebrate a group of kids we're like well we really need to mention these kids because they did it too and, and you, you you don't want any kid to fall through the cracks um and, and lose track so it's just awesome and, and the, the sports do a great job at their end of the year banquets where they they really do that and maybe we can do something where we highlight kids a little more maybe have athletes of the week i know the paper does one for each school so maybe that's something we could do in-house but yeah i mean we it, it's awesome. amazing that the, the amount of kids and the amount of work and time they put into it that you don't see is it's crazy well and i think about athletics from when i was in school a few years ago versus now and and you know I'm not saying it wasn't year round or you didn't work out or you didn't do whatever, but it wasn't nearly as much uh, involvement yeah. as it is now. And I mean, it's just they eat, sleep, breathe the sports and have to do their schoolwork on top of that and work yeah. or do, you know, anything else that kids have to do. It's amazing. I, I write. I don't know how they do it. No, I wrote a lot of letters of recommendation for kids and it, it, it blows my mind. I mean, I, I played sports. I had a part-time job growing up, but I mean, what I did paled in comparison to what some of these kids do, but you're right. Some of these sports are year round. I know in high school, I would find my baseball glove in, you know, the beginning of March and be like, okay, it's baseball season. Right, well, right. There are no seasons now. You start yeah. having like some practices yeah. and then you play. Yeah. Now yeah. it's, uh, you know, every sport is, is basically can be full year. And, and that's one of the things that we are trying to, to work on is making sure our coaches realize that we want kids to be multiple sport kids, you know, let them have different experiences and let them that, you know, it's probably unlikely they're going to go pro in, in anything. So let them have those experiences. And, and of course, every coach wants, you know, they want as much time as they can. I get it. Um, but, you know, it, it's it is it's gotten a lot on kids. I don't know when they find time to sleep or have fun. I don't. 
I yeah. don't either. I know just in talking with Dylan, like, I mean, it's just crazy. All the, all the stuff that they, that they do and, and whatever. So yeah, kudos to the kids yeah. today. Cause I don't know how they do it either. No, <laughs> it's a good thing. They have lots of energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I don't know when they find time to sleep. No, no idea. Well, very good. Well, what were some of the other things that, that we should address? I know that the Hall of Fame is a really, really cool one. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, that can get done pretty quickly. And because I, it's not going to be hard, hard to find kids or right people to nominate for that. It's going to be a free for all. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's going to yeah, be I'm a, wild at first. I, I am. I'm glad to be a non-voting member of that. Yeah, I'm going to I try to MC it. it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, nose goes. I don't want to be a part of that. Um, <laughs> let let other people fight that out because I know everyone has, you know, their in their opinion who who should be. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah. So otherwise, um. So I took over for like I said when I took over for Pat. Um, one of the things I realized uh, talking to uh, to Mr. Swackhammer, Tyler Swackhammer, and Doug Wooten is, you uh-huh. know, our building. A lot of people in the community still consider it the new high school, but you know, it is 20 years old. Um, and oh it's, my god! Yeah, really? I know. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the 28th year, so it's starting <laughs> oh. to show some wear and tear. I know. I know. I spent one year in the old building. I say, and I still, I'm like all oh, the old high school, and people are like, "What?" The I'm what? like, "Yeah, no, never mind." Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I went to the old high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I student taught at what was Lick Middle School um, under Buck Donnelly years and years ago, and I've I've mentioned that a couple times, and the kids look at me like I'm an alien. Yeah. Fun fact is, um, I was the first seventh grade class. So when they made Lick a middle school, it was sixth and seventh yeah. grade, but so we went as seventh yeah. graders. So there were sixth graders there too, but we didn't do that. So you got to yeah. break it in. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so one of the things that that we've noticed is that some of the stuff is starting to show its age uh, at the school. Um, so a couple of other things that we're excited about. Um, if you've been in the gymnasium, we have a lot of banners, and they're starting to show their their age, their wear and tear. Mm-hmm. And there's also that transition from the old SEOL. To the new FAC, yes, um, and so we had different colors and different fonts. So uh, we we're able to get some money, and um, Mr. Swackhammer is, is leading that charge. We're going to take down every banner, and we're going to put up nice new ones. If you've been to Miami Trace, uh, they're kind of. I think a lot of our community when they go to away games, they see it being a newer school, the things they have and the way they've done it. So we're pulling down okay. all the banners. We're going to update those. Cool. Um, and we had some dates that were a little off. So we're going to reach out to the community a little bit and ask, make sure those are okay. Uh, so we'll have those. We'll put up the 1,000-point scorers. We're going to do a 1,000 uh, thousand club for volleyball, try to recognize some other sports. We'll have state champion banners. Um, so we're going to try to dress that up a little bit. Uh, we're excited about that. Um, we're doing some audio upgrades. I know that was my number one complaint was that people felt like at the football field, they were getting blasted by the speakers, and then there were places that were a little bit dead. And actually, right before graduation, almost everything went out. And our wonderful tech guys, I don't know how they did it, but they basically rewired and configured and duct taped everything together to get through graduation. But <laughs> like literally, yeah, probably no, duct taped li- it together. Yeah, like, yeah, it looked like a Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> so they are, uh, we're in the middle of, of getting quotes for upgrades. So hopefully okay. the stadium will sound better. Uh, the gymnasium's getting upgrades. Um, those speakers are, are 20 years old. So getting some new speakers there. So hopefully you'll get a better experience when you come to games. Uh, we put some new ticket booths in at the at the baseball field and, and softball fields. Um, just our ticket takers were basically taking tickets out 
in a lawn chair with an umbrella. Um, and we wanted something to make oh them more comfortable because, yeah, it's, it's hard to get people to do that job. Um, yeah. So we were able to get some ticket booths. So just little things like that where we've tried to kind of upgrade and modernize the fields. We've got some bigger plans. I can't talk about them because we're <gasps> waiting. waiting. I know. You have to bring me what? back. What? <laughs> we've got, we're waiting with some more, some more donations because uh, obviously everything pretty much comes through. Um, what the community is willing to help us with, but sure. uh, we, we're hopeful, we're excited. The middle school just got new uh, windows in their press box, so things that people might not notice right away, but we're excited about because they're they're nicer, newer, safer. Yeah. Uh, so we're excited about those. So slowly making headway. Yeah. So you know excited. that's so good, and you know you don't think about that high school and and the middle school even as it was re redone as well, yeah. uh, being twenty years old. Oh my gosh, it's yeah, it's brand new, right? <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah, the first even up <laughs> two couple years ago, I'm like. Yeah, just just take it to the new high school. I'll meet you to the new high school, and people are like, "What? What's the new high school?" So, <laughs> now I guess just I'm the high school. The, the high school now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is hilarious. Well, uh, sounds like you guys are well on your way. And again, all of this takes money, and um, you know, everybody wants their kids to have the nicest stuff, right. and we, and we get that. Um, and uh, but just things like banners and whatever they cost so much money. Yeah. People don't know. Well, we had to raise our ticket prices this year. I know that was uh, probably the mo the least popular thing I've done. Uh, that that was a league wide decision, but they did go to seven dollars for an individual, and we kind of bumped up the season passes to go along with that. Um, but but you're right. I mean, the inflation. Oh my I, gosh. The People, I'm sure realize every time they go to the store, I just paid six dollars for a bag of Doritos. But that's happening in the athletic world too. Um, so yeah. everything has gone up, and <laughs> trust we, me, I get it. <laughs> we were just you know, hemorrhaging money, and that's yeah. and that's with being. I think really good stewards of our money. We still are at the point where it was just, you know, you just we, we, we didn't factor in the price of gas and the price of balls and the price of dirt 15 years ago, whenever we set these at $5. So um, we've had sure. to do that, but, but you're right. I, when I took this job over, the biggest thing that I've realized is I always thought support groups were like, oh, they're gonna buy the kids a t-shirt or they're gonna feed the kids Subway. But it's more than that. Like it oh. is, it, the, we would not have sports. We would be we would be doing pay to play right now. Um, I guarantee it. If it weren't for our support groups, they do everything that's not paying the coaches and paying the the fuel bills. So I know people get tired wow. of getting hit up, um, and, and I had no idea until I took this job that what what our support groups do. And um, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to all the, the the people who who do donate and I know I've heard from people that get frustrated but we really can't do what we could I mean it, it might be a, a skeleton if you think of the the, the 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 schools around us that don't have what we have that's that's because they don't have the booster support uh, yeah. the, the schools really we can we, we can barely function without them so uh, please shop local and shop our, our donors and um, you know, we let all of our students in for free to every game, which is amazing. Uh, our, our student attendance shot up when that happened. But again, someone had to pay for that, right? Yeah. And it wasn't the schools. It was all of the local businesses who, without asking for anything in return, sent us checks to help us out. And it's it's been amazing. And I hate uh, I, I hate going and asking because I know it's constant for those guys um, and gals. But, you know, it's, it, it's, it's the reality of the situation. You know, it is. And if we want our kids, you know, we get a bad rap down here in Appalach for being a bunch of hillbillies or whatever. And, you know, if we want our kids to have the niceties that, you know, we don't live in Dublin. Right. Let's just be honest. We don't pay the taxes that they pay in Dublin and, and some of the, you know, hoity-toity oh, communities. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that if these kids, if we want our kids to have 
the same amenities as, you know, the bigger cities or the the more well-off mm-hmm. cities, we're going to have to fork out uh, for them to do it. So how could people help if uh, need be? Yeah. If, or if they feel it. Yeah. If, if, if you, uh, if, if you are a, an individual who just wants to help out, um, feel free to stop by the school. Um, we're always looking for volunteers in terms of time. If you don't have the financial ability to help, I mean, oh, that's we, a good we, idea. We'd love to have anyone. I mean, every person that volunteers is one less person that we have to, to pay. So we'd love to have volunteers. Um, any group that any sport that your son or daughter is a part of, or, or uh, someone in the community is a part of, if you want to help out, get involved in the booster club. Uh, I feel like we see the same faces over and over, the same officers, the same people. So get involved, work as, uh, work in the concessions. Those are little things where you don't, we're not asking financially, but obviously if, if you've got the means, if you'd like to help financially, stop in, right? If it's a specific sport or program, we can make sure your money gets donated there or, or gets earmarked for that. If it's just, a, I want to help kids out, uh, you can you can call me directly and we'll talk about uh, you know what what where you'd like to see your money go or, or who you'd like to see it help. We have some people who who will tell us, you know, off the record, hey, don't donate to football and basketball. This needs to go to, to the sports that don't have, it, sure. right? Because we have some sports that have almost no support. Um, but then we have people who said, I, I grew up playing Ironman football. I love it. I want well, to see my money yeah, go there. And absolutely, right? So uh, we, we won't turn down any, anything. But um, more than anything, just come support the kids, right? Um, I mean, even yeah. if, 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 you can't, uh, if, if you can't give financially, we'd love to see not just Friday nights be packed, but come to a girls basketball game, right? Come come to a cross country event and stand near the finish line and scream your head off for yes. the kids. Because uh, some kids, unfortunately, don't have people that are screaming for them, right? And, yeah. and I think that's something we can really do. Yeah, no, I think that all of that is such a good idea and it costs you zero. That's right, yeah. Other than some time. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. You talk about Dublin and, and they do have means that we'll never have, but they also have a lot of two-parent houses and, and brothers and sisters who come support and you see that from K-12 and then these families are supporting. And that's something that I think a lot of times where we don't, we don't have that, right? We, yeah. you know, you might have a, a grandparent bringing you or riding with a friend. So come support the kids, right? If nothing else, yeah. come and make them feel like uh, they're special. <laughs> adopt a kid for a day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Come down. Yeah. Adopt a kid. Be we'll, their cheerleader. We'll, we'll get your shirt with their picture on it. We'll do that. Right? that I love good. that. Yeah, that's absolutely. such a good idea. No, there's a lot of, um, you know, if they're single parents or like you said, grandparents or whatever, and they can't, they can't get to all the games because mm-hmm. they're working or, or whatever, but kids, you know, want support and they want people there, um, cheering for yeah. them. So we've do that. Had, yeah. And we've had families, we've, we've had people in the community come and say, Hey, I want to buy two extra, you know, um, season passes, give those to people who don't have them. Give, give those oh, to people wow. who can't have them. And those are things that happen daily and, and those people don't want the recognition. Yeah. They're just doing the right thing. Sure. Um, and that's happened so much for every big banner you see, which we appreciate those people. There are people that are doing these micro givings too that are yep. just like, oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Or people come and they'll drop off. I know uh, Kelly Wilson is doing, uh, she just took over girls golf and she put out a Facebook message. Hey, if anyone has any equipment, and you should have seen the equipment that came in, you know, balls and clubs and bags and carts, people just wanting to help, right? And and it's that amazing. Is yeah. Awesome. And again, non non financial, but we love to see that too. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, the rods and reels for the fishing team. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, the esports kids getting their jerseys and like there's just so much stuff mm-hmm. that that um, you know, it's it's just good. Yeah. It it has been as much as the classroom was rewarding, this has been too. I mean, in a completely different way. But, you know, seeing kids um, get to represent their school and get to go into community and, and get that recognition, it's been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, very good. Well, welcome to the program. Thank you. And we're so happy to have you. And, um, 
you know, Pat did a wonderful job. Bob did a wonderful job. And we know Mr. Whalen's going to do a wonderful job as well. And um, I know that you have your work cut out for you, but yeah. it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. Feel, feel free to, to stop and talk anytime other than Friday nights, right? I'll be running yeah, around he crazy. Can't, he's not allowed to mess up Friday night <laughs> yeah. football. Any yeah. other time, feel free to stop and give me any suggestions on what I need to do better. Yeah. <laughs> just if you see him running around at a football game, yeah. just yeah. Zip it. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait till Saturday morning, wait till, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait till Saturday. Well, very good. Whale Massey, thank you uh, for stopping in today. Uh, of course, new Jackson High School Athletic Director, and um, uh, good luck to you. <laughs> thank you. I will need it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be great. So, all right. And we have, uh, I think, Pete waiting in the wings for uh, to do some news here. So we're going to grab him. And in the meantime, uh, Dylan, you have that weather forecast for your Jackson County Fair? All right, let's go over that. You got to hit the weather. There you go, Dylan. Thank you, buddy. Um, <laughs> when, this is what happens when he, uh, when he has a weekend off. Thank you. Um, all right, so today they are calling for actually really good temperatures for the next uh, few days. and uh, But some 50-50, well... Earlier it said 50-50. Now it says 90% chance of rain. So I have no idea. For your Jackson County Fair Monday, um, I don't believe it's going to rain that much. All right. So tomorrow on Tuesday, a little chance of rain in the forecast. Highs in the mid-80s. Wednesday, a little cooler. Highs of only 83, which is fantastic for the fair. But that 70% chance of rain kind of lingers on. Um, but that doesn't mean it's going to rain for sure. It just means there's a chance. So looks like about mid to lower eighties for, um, the rest of your Jackson County fair. And that will be a very, very good thing because typically it's about 95 degrees. All right. Well, oh, Jeremiah's coming in. Hi buddy. Jeremiah survived chasing semi trucks down the highway yesterday. Oh my goodness, this guy's sitting on the floor over here. Help me put this chair back up. He's, Good morning, Jim. He really did run in here. He's like, <gasps> "Good morning, buddy." Right, good morning. Yeah, chasing chasing a semi down the down the highway. Dude, there. I'm just gonna tell you. Well, well, I'm sure we'll get to that. But yeah, Pete's got Pete's gonna talk more about it. But I can tell you a little bit about. about I got that morning. I was telling morning. you this yesterday morning. Jamie and I were like headed. It was like right at 10:30, and we were headed to Chillicothe, and. You know, we're like driving down the highway. We're like, why is there a semi truck like sitting in the middle of the road going this way? We're like, how did that happen? And yes. they hadn't even stopped traffic at that point. Like right. they were just letting people go through. Yeah, they and had the so, one lane open there. And I was like, oh, maybe they swerved to, you know, miss a deer or, you know, you're, you're thinking of all of these things Higher as to how this, yeah, how this semi truck ends up in the middle of the highway. So, we get about half or halfway to Chillicothe about Richmonddale and we got the, the Nixle thing from the sheriff's office said the road was closed. And I was like, that's weird. And then we found out the story. Yeah, yeah. That was an inter interesting morning yesterday morning. I was working on fair stuff, Jen. I know. And, as if you uh, don't have enough stuff to I do know, this it's weekend. It's fair week and I'm, it's Monday and I'm already wore out. Jen. I bet. We, we still got a ways to go till we get through the, I'm telling you what, Jim, I'm the lights so of the livestock sales on Friday. Yes. And after, so I spent two, three hours out there interviewing four H's yesterday. And okay. after seeing all the animals, I think me and Pete's going to be there for a long time on Friday. Oh no. I think every single pin, every single stall, 
I mean, and they added ducks this year. Yes. So that's probably another like hundred animals. <laughs> We're gonna be out there till probably midnight. Oh I would say, boy! It's... If not later, it's gonna it's yeah. gonna be a long, long night on Friday. But anyhow, I was sitting there <laughs> working on fair stuff, and you know, somebody messaged me through my Facebook news personality yeah. account. And was like, "Hey, I'm heading towards to a coffee." Well, I and need to get a... your number because I was like going to send you a picture. I didn't have. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I don't have Jeremiah's number to, to send you, him a picture of I'll this." To give you my number since you don't since you don't have it there, but. Um, they messaged me and they were like, hey, I'm heading towards Chill Coffee and there's this semi barreling down 35 <laughs> past the rest area with all this law enforcement behind it. <laughs> I mean, there were cops everywhere. Yeah. Like, you should have seen how many cops there were. Yeah, so I, you know, I grabbed my phone and my camera and my scanner and hopped in the car and headed out towards the highway. And uh, on <laughs> my way like, out. oh no, on top of all the fair stuff. I know, and on my way out, um, I heard over the scanner, you know, he's in reverse, he's in reverse. And I was like, okay, he's on 35 going in reverse somewhere and uh i i was just probably minutes away yeah down the wrong lane of traffic he was yes <laughs> and he was in the he was in the going east in the westbound lane yes backwards backwards but he was going forward at one point and he and you know he blew two tires and he was just i don't know where he thought he was going but. i don't we had the same discussion. Yeah, I was just I was just minutes away from probably coming around the curve there and seeing him coming down the westbound lanes. Yeah, I, I just missed it all because I heard it all on scanner traffic. And as I was getting there, like you said, the one lane was still open, so I was able to get by and park on the other side of the highway. Yeah, and get out and talk to the Jackson County Sheriff's Office about it. Yeah, Dylan's showing pictures here of the scene. And so when I got out there, there how was that, how that happened, aren't you all? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this this semi was Pete will go into more detail, but the semi was stolen out of Greene County. I think it was Jamestown, which yeah. isn't far from Who Fayette the heck County. steals a semi and how do you do that? Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh it was stolen out of Greene County. I guess uh we were told the chase picked up in Fayette County, which is right there. Right know, near Jamestown. Yeah. And it went front through Fayette County, went through Ross, Ross County, County, and then even into Jackson County here. And you're maybe a mile from Chilcothy Pike, yeah. I think, from this point. And uh, outside of Richmondale, they use those stop sticks. Yes. And uh, you can see on that last picture Dylan showed a couple of the tires uh, blown there on the passenger side. But uh, the smell individual um, was taken in custody. They, you know, the sheriff's office. Oh, he's office taken took in custody, down. all right. Yeah, took him, took him down, and I believe he's incarcerated in Chilcothy. But Pete's working to get uh, some more details about that. But it was yeah. uh, quite an interesting scene out there. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll wait for Pete to. Yeah, I'm sure Pete will have a little more, a little more detail. And uh, that it was, was crazy. Never know which what you're going to have when it comes to the news. We're just driving down the road, and we're like, what? All of these scenarios are going through your mind. Right. Like, how how did that truck get yes. there? Yeah. And never in my wildest dreams did uh, it was stolen and dude was driving in reverse down the highway. Right, right. I'd be interested. That was to, not in my in my thoughts. I'd be interested to hear how fast, like during the chase, he was going and yeah. stuff. It'll be be neat to get all the details. Oh, I know yeah. sheriff's got or sheriff. Um, Pete has a call in to the Ross County Sheriff to okay. uh, talk to him to get some more detail about the person that was involved yeah there were so there were law enforcement from all of these different and that was i guess the one thing that struck me was i was like why are there why are there ross county like there were sheriffs and and stuff from everywhere and i was like why would that be and i guess it didn't even dawn on me that i'm sure there was more out there by the time i got there there was at least I counted seven law enforcement vehicles (laughs) everywhere there may have been more but yeah 
Anyhow, Anywho. That's, that's a wild, <laughs> wild that's story. Just, that's just not something you plan on a Sunday. Right. Um, so Pete wanted me to come in and just kind of do a recap of the fair. Yeah, I love um, that. I know we, we kind of talked about, um, I know we, we, I can't remember when I was in last week and talked about the fair. Was it on Monday or later in the week? I don't know. I don't know. It all runs together. Yeah. But, you know, the fair kind of kicked off with a soft, soft opening on Wednesday, July 12th. Yes. And they had that, um, the only thing going on was that new livestock show, which was the, the one you like, the carcass, the Markets Tier Carcass Class Show. Yes. They they had that, um, you know, I went out, they had six 4-H'ers showing that. Uh-huh. And um, they placed those steers and, you know, they've been shipped off to be slaughtered at Circle M yes. uh, Meats. So they will be um, hanging those carcasses for folks to come out and check out. And that'll be on at noon on Thursday, July 20th. And um, they will there will be somebody coming down from um, the Ohio State University from that extension up there yeah. to judge and grade the meat. Yeah. So that'll be going on um, on Thursday. And, you know, we had, you had two nights of hardness racing. Um, I talked to Chris Walls. There was, I think, eight races on Thursday, 11 mm -hmm. races on Friday. That's awesome. They had 110 horses out there between the two nights. Wow. So lots of, lots of betting out there. And people always enjoy betting on those horses out there because they do the, the par mar, par. Paramutual. Yes. Um, wage, yes. Wagers. So that was something so that. So what's your philosophy on betting on the ponies? Mine's the prettiest I mean, outfit. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'd have to go. I haven't really been out there for that. You know, I've seen pictures. You got to uh, have, you got to have a way to bet on the ponies. I probably, I, I feel like a name. Maybe. Whoever, That's what Pete said. Yeah. I feel like I would pick based on a name. Yeah. Be like, you know, that one. I like its name. You yeah. Know, whatever. Pete said that if it said yeah, he said the name too. If, okay. it, if it spoke to him, my dad always said the horse with the longest legs. So okay, yeah, that makes sense. Know. Maybe they gallop faster. I, however, that works. I don't think they gallop. Do they gallop? They run. They pace. I, the pace. I don't know. <laughs> that tells you what I know about horses. Um. So then, you know, uh, Saturday, July fifteenth, we had the official opening of the fair gym. Yeah. They held the opening ceremonies. There were scholarship presentations and the crowning of the twenty twenty three Jackson County Fair royalty. Yay! Now there were uh, summer rain showers on Saturday. I saw some of that. Yeah. So the ceremony did not take place at the midway stage. Instead, it took place inside the Joe Morgan Memorial Livestock Arena. Okay. Is where it took place this year. And in all my years doing this, there's only been a handful of times that I can recall them doing the opening ceremonies down there. Yeah. And I can never remember them doing the crowning ceremony in the arena. It so was that very was... rainy. And, you know, you think about all those girls with their dresses yes. and all of that. You know, you can't have them running around in the rain. Not cool. Right. And uh, so they got, everybody got to stay uh, happy and dry Good. underneath that because there's a lot of seating and everything. And uh, a little bit about that down there. The uh, Jackson, Jackson Mayor Randy Evans acted as the MC for the opening ceremonies. Okay, great. And, um, you know, he welcomed everybody to the fair. Derek Allison sang the national anthem this year for that. And Jackson County Fair Board President Mike Farley, he said a few words and he uh, noted the typical fair weather, rainy and hot, <clears throat> which yep. he expected to be going on this week. And um, he also mentioned that there was a new ride company this year. And I've learned that ride company's name is Albanese okay. Amusements. 
and they were starting the setup when I was up there yesterday. Cool. Um, so that'll be kind of a little bit of a different scene maybe up there on the Midway. So uh, if you come to the fair and expect to see some of those familiar rides, they may not be there this year because I'm not sure what all this ride company has. Okay. So be aware of that. Um, let's see. Uh, first year 4-H youth development educator, Maddie Allman, spoke and gave a brief history about the 4-H program. And kind of talked a little bit about how, um, you know, we got to the 168th annual, <laughs> 168th annual Jackson County Fair. Nuts. And, uh, you know, she kind of touched on some of those different dates over the years that kind of led to, you know, the success that it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, Kelly Johnson, who is the Southeast Ohio District Director for Senator J.D. Vance, was there. Okay. Presented the fair board with a proclamation on behalf of Vance and... Uh, you know, hoped that the fair had a good week. Good. And uh, there were a number of 4-H scholarships presented to youth. Those receiving scholarships were Jenna Lewis, Grant Maston, Elizabeth Fannin, Ivory Gentry, Hayden, I think it's Fitherman. Uh, huh? Fleeman. Fleeman, okay. Um, Brandon, Brandon, I don't think it's Brandon, the gentleman there in the blue. Um, Braden, I think it's Braden Lewis, Olivia Moore, and Grace Simpson. And that doesn't go um, with the picture there. In the picture, from left to right, I got a cut line here I can read you. Um, you have, that's um, Elizabeth Elizabeth Fannin, Grant Maston, Hayden Fleeman, <laughs> Grace Simpson, uh, Braden Lewis, Ivy Gentry, Olivia Moore, and Jenna Lewis there um for the scholarships cool and then uh also during the opening ceremonies they uh kind of wrap things up down there with the official crowning of the 2023 queen and court and we have i think a crowning photo i do not have one right now i'll try to find one okay i think it's on the desktop if you look on your desktop there i had them all in the top corner there i think there was a crowning picture maybe not um but By God, i got, got so many pictures picture, though. <laughs> yeah got so many pictures um but anyhow um following in her sister's footsteps mm-hmm. madeline fannin was crowned the 2023 jackson county fair mm-hmm. queen fannin's big sister elizabeth fannin was the 2020 jackson county fair queen and she ruled during the covid yeah health she was pandemic. the covid queen she was the covid queen as madeline <laughs> likes to put it and uh you know i asked madeline how it felt to be crown queen and uh i quote she said I don't really know because I was so nervous setting up there. It's just surreal because I never thought, one, I'd try out, and two, I never thought I'd win. She said, it's like a dream, and I don't know if it'll ever sink in. Uh-huh. And she she told me that uh, her sister inspired her through everything she has done in 4-H. Yes. And she said, Elizabeth is a big part of why I am queen. That's what she told me following the crowning ceremony. Other royalty included Jasmine Clarkson, first attendant, Rebecca Shaw, second attendant, Natalie Allison was the grades 9, 10 attendant, mm-hmm. Nevaeh Hightower was grades 7, 8 attendant, Abigail Cooper was grades 5, 6 attendant, uh, Michaela Simpson was grades 3, 4 attendant, Adeline McMaster was the Little Miss, and is it Kane 
Kane, oh, yeah. Yeah, Kane Collar. I think you had him <laughs> on the show. Awesome. Little little mister. <laughs> Did you get to meet him yet? <laughs> I uh didn't get to meet him, but you know, you had him on the show. And <laughs> he is so he seemed fun. like a seemed like a character. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um I will <laughs> I will say there was a notable fashion change that was apparent this year. Okay. So all the royalty uh this year have new sashes. Yes. Um they have Black sashes with yep. white uh, with white lettering this year. I haven't gotten to see them yet. But they said they that look, they are really cool. They look. I don't have a photo of all the royalty, but I do have a photo of the royalty with the Netflix. Oh, there's the sashes. Yeah, you can see the sashes there. They look great. Um, the black with the white with the white uh, lettering there. Awesome. They, they look great. Um, the the ones that they had prior, they were white with the 4-H green, which was also nice. It yeah. kind of had a 4-H green trim to them. Uh-huh. But I guess they were really hard. I mean, that's, they had those every year, and they were really hard to keep clean. They would be white, yeah. And uh, so they kind of went away from that and went to the black, which you see some different folks doing like the collared ones like that nowadays uh-huh. instead of the traditional white. So that was a notable change that I wanted to mention this year. Um. And as you know, uh, Dylan was showing there the uh, the evening was capped off with concerts by you had Simba Jordan, who's yep. a regional country singer. We've seen Simba many times over in He's the city awesome of Wellston. Too. Yeah, Love for him. the uh, there he is. Uh, we we've seen him like probably I don't know the last decade or something over at the Wellston Hilco Festival, yep. and then um, Nash fame Nashville recording artist Neil McCoy. He was there. That's a good picture I got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was the uh, was the headline entertainment there on Saturday. So on Sunday, July sixteenth, the fairgrounds was a busy place in the uh, junior fair portion of the grounds. A uh, all species barn meeting was held at eleven thirty a.m. that morning with all the four H's parents being there. Yep. I'm sure you, you remember all the rules and regulations. Yeah, I'm sure you remember those. What yeah. not to do? What not to do, and you know, to <laughs> how keep, not to act. Yeah, and keep your and you know, make sure your animals fed and watered. Yes, and all that fun stuff. Keeping the aisles clean. Yes, and, you know. Um, so they had that, and you know, two di- two days prior, the livestock had been slowed and being brought into the fairgrounds and immediately following that meeting they started processing the uh, larger animal livestock Mm -hmm. through for the weigh-in so they had that going on throughout the afternoon yesterday i was out there for shoot i don't know three four hours something Um, i interviewed a total of nine four hers this year it was something that i have been doing since 2019 Mm -hmm. and something i um, have continued as a tradition I've done eight every year since 2019, so I've done 32, and then I did nine this year because they added ducks. Yeah. So I had an extra species, and they have got a whole slew of ducks out there, Jen. <laughs> I love it. I, I can't. think they told me there was like 27 4-Hers with ducks, and each 4-Hers could bring um, two pins, which had two ducks each. So that's four ducks per 4-Hers. Oh so that's like, I don't know, 100. That's a they, lot of ducks. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of ducks out there. Do they quack? Were they quacking? They were quacking and flapping. Because and, I walked <laughs> down that aisle and I was just surprised by the number of ducks. It reminded me several years ago when they started the, added the turkeys. Yeah. I, that's been in the last I don't know, 11, 12 years. I, I remember when they had turkeys and there was just, I think that year, like maybe they got the turkeys donated by a local turkey farm mm-hmm. and they had like a whole slew of turkeys out there that yep. year. And that's how it felt with the ducks this year. I think the thing that surprised me the most about the turkeys is how big they are. Yes. I didn't realize how the, a turkey would be that. Right. Especially, huge. especially the toms. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was uh, the little girl interviewed, got her picture with Tom, and he's all fluffed up. Yeah, they and, get all yeah. they 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 get all yeah fluffed. Right, <laughs> but those uh, those four H profiles. Um, my my plan is as long as uh, Telegram editor uh, Pete Wilson's got the space, we're going to try to run three of those an edition, the next three editions. Cool. So that will get those all in in kind Love of a that. timely fashion. And they're just, uh, they're fun with a picture and um, you got the little fun questions, you know, what's your favorite fair food? Yeah. How long have you been bringing animals? What, you know, just different stuff like that. It's just a fun little, uh, fun little 4-H profile. Yep. So we'll, we'll have those in and the first three should be, hopefully be in Wednesday. I have them all done. I just need to process the photos for those. So Good deal. be looking, looking for those and, um, also down there on Sunday, they had the Queen Tea Reception, which is kind of like the out the goodbye thing for the last yeah. year's royalty. Um, I talked to Angie Eisenogle, who's kind of the queen director down there, and she told me that they had 24 different groups in attendance with 85 visiting royalty and 51 chaperones. Nice. And they tried to get me to eat, but I'd already already had something. <laughs> but I did have a cookie and a bottle of water. Well, so. that was nice. <laughs> I did have something. Um, the evening entertainment last night was autocross there at the grandstands, mm-hmm. and that um, was new this year out there. And I've seen some pictures on Facebook, and I'm sure Todd or somebody was out there taking pictures, and you could just see these cars, like, flying over, like, you know, the piles <laughs> of dirt and stuff. I'm sure I that was... Pete was going to enter his car. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that was interesting. No? Oh, did you forget about it? Yeah. You forgot. He, he forgot, forgot about, about it. it. Uh, sorry to interrupt here, but it turns out I was there we go. Okay, so this is the um, this is the 2023 Jackson County Fair royalty, and we can go here from the left because I got a cut line. Um, should be Nat- uh, Natalie Allison. She's the grades nine through ten attendant. Jasmine Clarkson, who's the first attendant. Fair Queen Madeline Fannin, and then you have Rebecca Shaw, who's the second attendant. Natalie Hightower, who's grade seven, eighth grade attendant. That's Nevaeh. Or Nevaeh. Yeah. What did I say? Natalie. Natalie. Nevaeh Hightower, who is grade seven, eight attendant. And then it should be Abigail Cooper, grades five, six attendant. Michaela Simpson, who is grades three, four attendant. Adeline McMaster is Little Miss. And they're on the end. The uh, <laughs> All suited up there with his... Green 4-H hat. That's cane collar. He's and the I'm little, not allowed to say he's cute. He's mister. handsome. He is a handsome little fellow there. He is there. handsome. All suited and up. And chill. He, he is showed what up. I was told. Uh, yep. That's that's right. By him. Yep. So um, <laughs> that was pretty much a rundown of uh, the fair up till yesterday. You know, cool. today is Monday, July 17th. It's Kids Day. Yeah. Lots so going on lots today. of going on out there. All children 12 years and under get free admission and rides. During the day today, there's um, there's music, there's concerts. You know, Batman and Wonder Woman will be out there at some point today. Yep. And um, there's a you know, don't forget about the Midway. You'll have the rides and games and you know, food vendors and all that going on. All the good stuff and, will be uh, going. Yes. And down in the show arena today, you got the three kinds of poultry going to be in there shown. So this morning, that is probably going on now still. The uh, duck show is going on, and then you'll also have the chickens and turkeys uh, today as well down there. And that kind of kicks off things in the uh, competition in the show ring. 
and then we'll have the other animals uh, going throughout the week. Yep. So there's your rundown of the uh, of the fair. And we can't forget tonight they will be doing the announcement and awarding of the 4-H general projects. Oh, okay. So that'll be Very happening cool. tonight there too in the show arena because that's you know important a part of Very the much fair so. as well. Because some you know, some kids can't. Uh, have livestock or maybe they live in town but they can do general projects right. and still participate still in 4-H. Participate. So I'm going to turn Absolutely. my chair over to Pete Wilson here. All right. Thanks, Jeremiah. Thank you, sir. Alright, Pete Wilson. I need to know where you were yesterday morning about 10 a.m. Yesterday morning about 10 a.m. I was uh, here. So you were not driving a semi-truck down the highway? No, I was okay. not. Okay. I was afraid it might have been you. No, no. That was not me. That was not me, but uh, but anyway, Jennifer. We're Somebody gonna, was. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. But this came out from the Ohio EPA just at nine thirty-two a.m. Okay. And uh, they have issued a statewide air quality advisory, and this is a uh, just we've visited this before. That's because of smoke from the Canadian wildfires. The smoke okay. is still there, or they're still burning, or something, Ugh. or the uh, atmospheric conditions are such that uh, it's a problem again. Uh, it is in effect through today, uh, Monday, July the 17th. Okay. Ohio EPA quotes, they expect the air quality index to be in the, quote, unhealthy area for sensitive groups for, for unhealthy ranges. When air quality is in this range, people who are in these sensitive groups, often due to medical conditions, they may experience health effects during outdoor activities. And so if you are in this category or might be in this category, might not be a great time okay. to get the vitamin D that, you know, we're all supposed to get. Yep. Maybe so, spend your time inside today. Anyway, that was as of 9.32 a.m. this morning. Real quickly, uh, I know Jeremiah covered some fair stuff. Uh -huh. I, I do want to say that Neil McCoy did indeed arrive on Saturday. And, and yes, the rain did put a, a hamper on the attendance, no yeah. doubt about it. I think but the whole world was there, though, weren't they? It was. It was. It was a good <laughs> crowd, especially con considering the weather situation. And uh, he was. Uh, he was a. Uh, he was a great entertainer. Very. Uh, very connected with the crowd. Brought the fair royalty up on the stage. That's cool. Uh, he also. Uh, also, Wade Goheen. Uh, Simba Jordan was the lead-in uh, concert. Yeah. And Wade Goheen, a lead guitar for Simba Jordan, happens to be from Jackson County. Oh, uh, cool. He is. That's Simba Jordan performing right there. And I'm not sure whether that's Wade to the right or not. But Wade uh, graduated from Wellston in 1982, and his hometown is Colton. Nice. So that was another connection. And also, remember, the concert was uh, sponsored by Total Media. Yes. And it was Total Media Day. And, of course, J.J. Hell, the director of radio operations, and Rodney Porterhouse Tommen had the honor of introducing Neil McCoy and Simba Jordan Sweet. up there on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, look for the radio crew. Um, uh, I, I think several different representatives, including uh, Matt McKee, who's on the air now with Matt in the Morning Crew Show. Uh, he will be up there for remotes as well as others. Uh, each day this week through the end of the fair, I think the broadcasts are pretty much late, mid to late afternoon on okay. WKOV 96.5. 7 FM. But anyway, although uh, the rain uh, was not ideal, uh, and of course it rained harder earlier in the day, it's yeah. pretty steady. Uh, the concert did come off uh, very well. Neil Good. McCoy did a just a super show. Red Thompson Jr. was there, as you know, he is a discerning oh. 
country music, huge music lover, country country music connoisseur, and uh, he was very impressed at the fair. Got Neil McCoy, and with how Neil McCoy performed Good. at the fair. A couple of other things about the fair, real quickly, that maybe might not have been reported. Uh, the Sonic Rhythm Academy, uh-huh. uh, that's from the Bart Wiseman Foundation. Yeah. They are that was not on the fair schedule, the printed schedule, but it was booked some time ago. It is 5 p.m. tonight uh, from the main stage. The That's Sonic great. Rhythm Academy, of course, provides opportunities for local youth to learn music from big-time volunteer musicians here in the local area. It's a great, uh, it's a great uh, way to get young people who may not have had that opportunity or that exposure. Uh, get them on a path where they may be the next Ben Davis Jr. You or never whatever. know. So uh, wonderful program in honor of the late Bart Wiseman, and I'm sure that is exactly how he would have wanted uh, his legacy, one of his legacies to be. Uh, also, uh, this was kind of like a late add-on. Uh, Wednesday is Senior Citizens Day at the fair. If you're a senior citizen, you, uh, a citizen, senior citizen, you get in free, but there is a big event all day long as well. Um, Lisa Warrens is kind of in charge of that. Uh, and this event is going to be from 10 a.m. to 2, 2 p.m. Uh, in the white block building, the commercial building, not the 4-H building because it's been there before. Yep. So that's going to be in the white block building um, there in the front of the fairgrounds. Sure. All seniors from the county uh, can come. Uh, seniors from outside the county can probably come. It's not like you have to have an invitation or anything anything but there'll be a king and queen contest at about 10 30 there'll be a free lunch uh there'll be uh bingo opportunities uh it's just a, a a day for the seniors to kind of be in the spotlight there and you know if you're coming to the fair at some other time then and then then this 10 a.m to 2 slot where they're having this special event it is free admission all day for seniors okay. want to mention that the Vinton County Junior Fair is in the wings. We'll have yeah. some coverage on that Go in our right Wednesday paper, even as we're just starting the Jackson County Fair, because they are bumping each other one week right into the other one. As a matter of fact, their Queens contest will be on uh, Saturday. And in Wednesday's paper, we'll have some photos of some of those candidates uh, for Vinton County Junior Fair royalty. And we'll be naming them uh, later in the week as well. And it'll be in the paper on uh reading the paper on Wednesday. Of course, we'll have a lot of coverage from the Jackson County Fair as well, which, of course, uh, Jeremiah has talked about before I was on the air. Uh, now, you were asking about the runaway semi. Uh, it, was, uh, it was an incident. We're still getting some of the detailed information. Uh, we need it to get, was crazy. We, I understand that you were kind of uh, front and center there, Jennifer, yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, you picked a great time to need to go to Chillicothe you're or Columbus or wherever you were heading. You're not kidding. Yeah, I got right in the middle of that madness, but uh, didn't know what was going on at the time. Well, the, Dylan has put the the one of our pictures up that we have because Jeremiah Shaver uh, was on the scene, as he often is, uh, very dedicated to get out there and get this out quickly on social media and on our website. Um, that is the <laughs> jackknife semi that took law enforcement officers through for a ride, for through, sure. Through, through three counties, for sure. Maybe four. I've heard both. But uh, that semi was reported stolen initially in Greene County, mm-hmm. which is to the west of Fayette County. But Fayette County was where this pursuit started with law enforcement, somewhere uh, near Ross County, or might have even been in Ross County, but uh, the Fayette County people were aware. Okay, it went through Fayette County, 
uh, parts of Fayette County into Ross County, all the way through Ross County and into Jackson County. Uh, this was uh, in the this was in the bracket from about nine thirty Sunday morning to just before eleven when mm -hmm. all this happened. Uh, but the Highway Patrol, which was one of the agencies involved, as you know, they would be out there on U.S. Route thirty five. They put out stop sticks at Richmondale. And of course, what stop sticks do, they disable a vehicle because it flattens the tires, sure. it deflates the tires. And that's exactly what it did to the semi. Uh, I know early in the uh, pursuit, there were some high speeds involved, we understand. but That's scary. Right, high speeds involved. But as the semi had to slow down because of the tire situation, the driver made one last evasive effort to turn towards the median, maybe turn around is what he was thinking of doing, or maybe he was going to ditch the semi and take off on foot. But by then, there was law enforcement officers I, from all over the place. It um, was crazy. There were cars. It was. It was just like that. It was like, yes. The Jackson. And not like in a goofy kind of way. I mean, there were law enforcement officers everywhere, cars every. Where? Yeah, the Jackson County Sheriff's Office was at least one of the local agencies involved. As yeah. I'm sure the Jackson Post, that's probably maybe no more than a mile from the Jackson Post where yeah, that happened. Yeah, it was close to where you get off the highway there. Right, that is between Lloyd's Bridge Road exit, which is not too far west of Jackson, and the Chillicothe Pike exit, which is right on the edge of <laughs> Jackson. Uh, it, oh, this chase was in the eastbound lanes, but the truck ended up in the median and actually blocked one of the westbound lanes, and I know that's what you needed. Yeah. You needed the westbound lane yeah, we're yesterday trying, trying to go when, you were, when you were heading out of town. But uh, the, the road was not closed very while, uh, very long. It was restricted to one lane for a while, and then it was closed after no more than an hour, if yeah. I remember my uh, notifications there. But the bottom line is uh, we're going to have to get some of the detailed information. But the uh, truck was stolen. It was stolen out of Greene County Never for sure. Never heard of that before. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we heard that. We heard that from a law, local law enforcement officer who that's reliable information. But the official source is going to be the Ross County Sheriff's Office, which okay. much which uh, must have been the central agency on, on the pursuit. Yeah. And we're, we're we have reached out for information there. But we do know that the name of the suspect is Stephen Nykirk. I may not have said that last name right, but he's 44 years old. We know that he we think think he's from Greene County. And he has been charged with three different felony charges, uh, resisting arrest, uh, fleeing and eluding, receiving stolen property uh, because of the stolen semi. That is what that is the charge you often see instead of auto theft. You see receiving stolen property because they might not be able to automatically prove you stole it, but they can automatically prove you got it. Yeah. So you're in it right. driving down the road. It, exactly. So. And so. He is in the Ross County Jail facing those charges. We do have a story online that got on pretty quick. We certainly commend Jeremiah Shaver for being out there uh, in the field to get it. He passed along information to me uh, here at the office. We were able to write it up and get it out on our Facebook and website. And uh, there's a video as well uh, of, the, of the tail end of the thing. And we will... Uh, we will. We hope to get more detailed information later for the website and, of course, for our Wednesday print edition. Well, I'm going to have to say that's probably one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen on a Sunday. Oh, exactly. Or just in general. Right. Some, <laughs> yeah. some other quick things we want to tell you about, Jennifer, because we're running out of time. Sure. There'd be more paving being done in the city of mm -hmm. Jackson. I know people always want to know where that is. Uh, the next uh, streets are kind of on the north uh west side of town 
Uh, it, the, the streets involved are Boyd Street, East Mitchell Street, the section of Kaufman Street from High Street to Chillicothe Street, the section of West Street from East Mitchell Street to Wood Avenue. Uh, of course, when they're paving in these areas, they're not going to be paving on all those streets at once, but it could be Correct. happening right now, even here yep. this Monday. Uh, there'll be no parking signs posted. You need to obey those yes. because they can't pave if the cars and not, the trucks They're not going to pave way. around you. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, some other things to tell you, we're going to follow up with a report from the Jackson County Crusade. Yeah, uh, I heard it went really, uh, really Shope well. Alex Shope was busy working for me over the weekend, as was Jeremiah Shaver. And uh, unofficial report, we heard over a thousand people there, yeah. maybe as many as 1,300. Remember, this Super is in cool. Cavernous Alumni Stadium, yeah. and they had to deal with an outdoor event in rain and as rain, well. Yep. So, uh, but uh, you know, a really good turnout for a first event. Um, also, um, another event coming up that we want to tell you about that's kind of on a short list, pun intended. The next pause on the patio event will be at Michael's Ice Cream Store right here in downtown okay, Jackson. Okay, very and that's good. that's going to be on Wednesday afternoon from 12 to 2. Uh, Jennifer Hughes and the crew from uh, from the Dog Pound and maybe other volunteers will be on hand with those pooches that are yes. so adoptable. And you can have a, have a chance to meet them, look at them, maybe even consider adopting one. And uh, the dogs will be glad to get out. I don't know whether the dogs are going to get a bubble from Mika or not. I mean... My guess would be is they would take it if they could get it. I would say you're right. But but the, for these events, uh, they want to bring as many dogs as possible. And so they need what they call volunteer fosters. Yes. So if you're willing to, you know, go out and pick up a dog, take a dog back. Hang uh, out with them for the kind, day. Kind of be a temporary foster parent for just part of one day. Sure. The dog pound would appreciate it and it might get a dog a home. That number to call out of the dog pound is 740-286-7262. Once again, 740-286-7262. And of course, if you want to adopt a dog or see the dogs, that's the place to call as well. Michael's Ice Cream Store right across from the courthouse in downtown Jackson. That's 12 to 2 on Wednesday. Love it. Okay. And don't forget the Homegrown Happy Hour. The next uh, edition of that, uh, edition 4 will be uh, on uh, Thursday, 7 p.m. at Rowdy Smokehouse, mm -hmm. and the performer will be Cole Gannon. We have other things to tell you, but it'll wait till later in the week, Jennifer. Well, very good. Well, thank you, Pete. And uh, I know that you have a very, very busy week ahead of you, and um, we'll keep you up to date on all of the fair stuff the best that we can. All right. Very good. You have a great day. Hey, you too. All right. Have to get out of here for the day. We appreciate you all so much for tuning in and we'll be right back here tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com. Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton County and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, thetelegramnews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community. Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news. Thetelegramnews.com. Subscribe today at thetelegramnews.com. Check it out.